Hello and welcome back to the Folk Podcast, episode 89. So this part... Hello. <laughs> you are on the struggle bus, homie. Dude, I tell you, yeah, I'm starting to crash, man. Like, oh, You need we... some more of that wine. <laughs> no, I think the wine's what's crashing me. Because um, we did it like, oh my gosh, dude. I mean, we literally climbed like half a mountain yesterday and there was like a bus involved, another bus and a train to get there. And just like, it was hot and then... So anyways, welcome back to the Folk Podcast episode 89. I'm feeling 89 right now as it's getting late as we record, but we had to record a second episode when we recorded because Ian and I are currently at the Iowa and the Netherlands gatherings at the time of this releasing. Um, in fact, we're getting through the weekend um, basically at the very end. Uh, so that's what's happening as you're listening to this episode or if you're listening to it as it comes out. Um, but also if you're a frequent listener, you know that we've kind of changed the the way we do it. Uh, so we're bringing up three subjects on each episode now. We hope you're enjoying that um, because we keep we think it uh, keeps it fresh, keeps it fresh. And so each of us have a topic today to discuss. Uh, uh, and we're just going to see where it takes us. So, uh, Ian, I always defer to you first. So, Caleb, I'm going to pull one out from under you, and we're going to start with you today. All right. Um, so the thing that I was thinking on, and I, I, I think you, you made a video about it or talked about it in a video recently, um, but I've not watched it yet. Um, offended. Was the offended. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all I get to watch now is fucking Baby Shark and like uh, whatever the hell Deanna is. You need to introduce them to the wisdom of it. (laughs) (laughs) Get them started, man. Oh, fucking baby shark. Um, But it's just being able to get out of your own head because recently I've just found myself like, you know, I feel like I'm I'm holding myself back as far as like I can't get out of my own head. Yeah, so like... Oh, there you go, there you go. I was just going to ask uh, Caleb specifically. So when you say like, uh, you know, in, in your own head, are you just like overthinking things or like, you know, yeah, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like overthinking things. And then it's just like, I don't know. Sometimes there's just like a fog that I just can't get out of. It's weird. Is this in reference to the, I pulled that stick out of my ass and I started walking with it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said it was, I didn't know if you'd already released it or if it was just yeah it it, it came out um i released that tease the same day because like literally i released that video and then the first like four comments were all people like holy shit i love that like it was all just quotes of like take the stick out of my ass and walk with it (laughs) it's so good i was hysterical when i heard that because it like i mean it it makes sense like it's accurate but it's just this is the way you said it was so funny i took that stick out of my ass and i walked with that like wait what yeah. yeah. Well, there's and two things you do true. with sticks. Either you take it out of your ass and you walk with it, or I'm going to take the stick out of your ass and then I'm going to beat you with it. <laughs> <laughs> but it but, may just uh, be it may just be like a, a mixture between like just overthinking things and then also kind of like what we talked about. Uh, I guess a couple of episodes ago now when we were talking about the 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 other three aspects of Odin that we found ourselves in and before we started the three topic thing. Uh, just where, you know, whenever you're raising kids and especially whenever they're little, you know, your, your life kind of becomes theirs or their life kind of becomes yours, whichever way you put it, you know, so like everything I do kind of, you know, revolves around them. Right. Yeah. And like we, we kind of discussed then, you know, you can't go howl at the moon every night, uh, you know, every time there's a full moon when you have kids, you know, it's just not possible. Yep. Yeah. I would yeah, say, I, I, you know, if I had advice, um, I'll stop interrupting you after this. Um, if I had advice on that, especially with children, is, you know, especially, you know, this only works really if you're in a two-parent household or, you know, if you're not having friends and family help you out. Um, but it's something I've recommended to friends in the past just to, like, maintain a love life. But, you know, you, you know, you have to have date night to maintain a love life. You'd have to have a, mm-hmm. you know, maintain your relationship. That way when the kids leave, you're not left with nothing. Um, cause that's something I think that happens to the parents all the time is, you know, their life becomes their kids. And then by the time the kids are grown up, they, they've learned that they become two different people. Um, 
And so something even with the gods is maintaining your relationship with the gods or your hobbies is, you know, being open with your partner and saying, hey, I'm feeling really disconnected spiritually. I need to do something, you know, even if it's just for an evening away from the family. I think that's a really healthy thing to do and a really healthy thing to establish for both both people in the party. Um, and again, or if it needs to be both of you, then getting a babysitter, getting a family to watch the kids so you can go practice your spirituality. Yeah, no, I definitely, it's it is kind of funny that you brought this, that particular video up, uh, yeah, because I did, I did start to, I did watch it, and it was, it's actually a big reason why I ended up going out to that trail um, that I came across here in town, because at one point you had, totally after the stick in the ass wisdom that you dropped, uh, <laughs> you you know you talked about like getting outside and going like just being out <laughs> the bounce half of the motions to stick uh <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah you, you talk about like you know just getting back outside to like find that reconnect or like that reset and everything like that and you know it, it had made me remember that i had seen that trail because i had no idea that this trail even exists i don't know how long it's been around at least in this area but I just happened to have noticed like the trailhead with like the signs. It's like, hey, this is the name of this trail, and this is how long it is, and this is where it goes, and this is where the different like branch offs go, and blah blah blah. Uh, I had noticed it you know, when I was getting gas randomly because I went on the outskirts of town, and I was like, huh, I didn't know that was here. I'm gonna have to go check that out. And then it was like it was literally the day that I had watched that that video. I was like, oh, it made me think of that trail. I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go check it out, and I did. And I. I within the first like part of it, I saw a turtle who partially scared the shit out of me because I didn't I didn't see him. I heard him move and I just heard like movement kind of off to my right. And I was like, what is that? And I was like looking around and a little turtle sitting there. And then I saw three does and a rabbit, like, you know, and I, I explored a section of this area that I have I've never experienced before. And it was really refreshing. I was woefully unprepared for the amount of mosquitoes because I forgot they are a plague in this part of the country especially oh, this time the of the year yeah I I in the the it's funny because like in the eight years that I was stationed in Florida I only got bit by a mosquito once and I was in like how the bottom. fuck did you only get that's, bit by a mosquito once living in saying. Florida that's what I'm saying one time out of the eight years I that's why it freaks me out that's why I know remember this it was one time and I was basically in the butthole of Alabama and Mississippi and Florida all right there and I got bit by mosquito. I literally just killed a mosquito. Nice. <laughs> so I've, heard a, I've heard there's a thing where it's like there's a certain type of blood that they like and there's some types that they don't like. I, I've I don't heard know that as well. I've never found I, anything official. Man, they <laughs> love my sweet northern blood. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently, the mosquitoes up north really like it because oh, my ship is still like, it's finally going down finally. But yeah, I, I look like. I was like crap because of that afterwards because I went unprepared. I didn't have any bug spray on and I was wearing shorts and a short sleeve shirt like an, like an idiot. But I paid for it. But it was still a good experience minus the mosquito part. Um, you know, and it was, yeah, it was a nice like reset for me because I was kind of in a way of like with prepping for this, the gathering that at this time that I'm currently at, you know, I was, I was definitely stressing out a little bit about that and just like the, pre the preparation part of it is always can be a little bit stressful and, and can be a little bit, um, you know, so I kind of needed to like go, like basically restart myself, like reground, reconnect a little bit, you know, to, in preparation for this. And that was, that was perfect. That was, you know, everything that I needed. And just seeing like that, those, the first two does that I saw uh, was awesome because they were super duper close. And yeah, so I get it. I get like, there's always, there's always that, that, that need uh for a reconnect or a restart i feel like in this in this faith no matter how long you've been practicing it it's going to happen it's just how you deal with it i feel like varies right yeah i feel like uh at this point i just need to say like watch the video because all my good advice is in there but that's one of the things i mentioned too <laughs> is you know uh, and i think one of the reasons the video has been really well received so far, which I'm really happy about, um, is because I, I really wanted to make sure it was clear in there that, you know, this is going to happen to 
everyone. No one avoids this. And if they uh, if they say they're avoiding it, they're lying to you um, because they were way too full of themselves because this is definitely something that happens to the best of us because life gets in the way. Stuff comes up, uh, you know, let alone, you know, one of the things I mentioned in the video, like if you get sick, like if you have any like form of mm-hmm. sickness, like you're not going to be thinking about the gods. You're not going to be thinking about giving an offering, like maybe about getting better. But at the same time, you're focused on like being sick. It sucks. Uh, you don't enjoy anything. And so to sit there and be like, oh, I'm sick and I can't feel the gods they've left me. It's like, no, you're sick, dog. Like drink some, drink some Sprite, eat some soup and like get better. And then start focusing on the spirituality after that. Yeah. I, I, I've had people message me on Instagram. Um, a couple of times or just, I've had people on discord as well. have messaged me and be like, Hey, I feel like, I feel really just disconnected from the gods. Was it something that I did? Like, or I, or I think that they 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 have left me, and I'm, you know, because I offended them or did something, and they've left me. And, you know, I feel like it takes. Like, I mean, you mentioned in the video, like it, unless you like went back on an oath or broke an oath that you swore, then yeah, okay, maybe there might be some repercussions for that. But like, if you didn't do anything and you're just living, you know, the, the life that, the, the normal societal life that most of us have to live, uh, like, it's just a natural thing. Like, there's ways to kind of get back into it and reset yourself, but it, yeah, it happens to everybody, you know? Uh, I feel like it's, I feel like a lot of people are too quick to jump on, they did something wrong. Right, and, that is and I think that maybe comes from a kid, uh, Christian background as well. Is it's this idea yeah. of sinning, uh, pissing off God? Because you know, it's, it's so funny. Everyone talks about God's love in Christianity, but I remember reading that pamphlet at the Wisconsin gathering, talking about how oh, many yeah. ways that like God wants to kill you and like make you suffer for your sins. It was like twenty panels of this comic. Like you're an adulterer. If you think about a woman's tits, you're an adulterer, and you'll burn in hell. If you think about causing violence to someone, your thoughts are violence, and all this stuff. It was just like all these panels panels about how much you suck and then the last panel is like but through the love of god everything is possible say that you love jesus and he loves you forever it's like this sounds like gaslighting like this is abuse yeah, <laughs> like a cult. yeah. <laughs> oh my god well, yeah that's like what i had mentioned you know previous episode with the funeral that i'd gone to like at the end of it you know he was basically like oh for those to prove to prove your faith and your love of god and jesus christ you know, say this prayer with me. If you don't, you're basically fucked. I was just right, like, yeah. okay, homie. Get them, get them skeeters. Oh my gosh, dude, they're flying in. <laughs> it's the worst if they get you at night, man, because you wake up and you're like, I feel violated. <laughs> <laughs> I did not oh consent gosh. to this Biden. <laughs> That's for me and the missus. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, uh, I, I do agree, though. I think a lot of the 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 self blame comes from a majority of the people that come from uh, you know a Christian background primarily, or like they were Christian at some point. Because yeah, well, that's the heavily... And I think it's also like a like a drug thing in a way too. Like you know you you know you do you smoke a cigarette for the first time, you get a nicotine buzz. Like how many cigarette smokers can actually remember the nicotine buzz they got the first time? But man, the first time you light up a cigarette, you're like what? feeling pretty good and then like yeah. two times later you don't you don't get the nicotine buzz anymore you just like survive right and <laughs> and you know or even just like anything that's like a thrill you know you have to keep on seeking the next big thing and i think a lot of people are so spiritually asleep especially coming from christian backgrounds that when they finally do have a religious experience it's so like enthralling and they they're chasing that rabbit and they want to get it again uh, and they're chasing that same experience. But, you know, once you are awake, you're awake. And, you know, the only time you're going to feel that like, aha, like is if you fall asleep again. And so I think a lot of them, you know, go into this up and down with the gods where they're like, oh, the gods have left me. Oh, the gods are back. Oh, they left me again. And, you know, this up and down. It's like, that's just how the nature of religion works is, you know, it comes and goes. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, and like you, you, I've, you've mentioned that whenever you did a, uh a video but you know primarily focused around odin like people who are primarily active like odin followers know that that he shows up and then disappears for months at a time until he's like oh hey i got something for sometimes you sometimes you like, leave you the fuck alone yeah it's it's what yeah right it, it's well that's how i've been dealing with him right now so, and stuff 
But yeah, usually, if he if he does come around and it's not been a while, yeah, you're getting ready to be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'll never forget when I was uh, I was like in my it was yeah I was in my own head one day and I, and I decided to go to Revit Run uh, near where I live in Kentucky. And, you know, it's only like 15 minutes from my house. And, you know, I just decided to have like a meditative thing. I was going to work on my journal. I was going to sit on the edge of this cliff alone because it was like a Tuesday. And I was going to just reflect on my life. And within a minute of sitting there, like a hiker comes up, just like a single woman, uh, and sits down like pretty close to me. And she's like doing her own thing. And I forget who said something first. And then we started talking. And then clearly the conversation was going to continue. And I kind of had a whisper in my breath. I'm like, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> I wanted to, like a day of peace to myself. And like a sudden, a, like a random hiker shows up. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I'm leading her through the woods talking about paganism and shit. Like, all right, like, whatever. <laughs> Good old classic Odin take the wheel. Yeah, yeah that, that's an Odin uh, take the wheel moment right there where I just encounter random people in the woods. And I'm just like, all right oh look a random bella <laughs> yeah someone woke up from her nap oh no <laughs> yeah you were well you were supposed to take a nap did you take a nap that doesn't look like the face of a freshly nap baby. yeah that was... <laughs> i don't think it was yeah now she's hiding this is like no they know i didn't take a nap yeah yeah we no, can, no, I can, no. uh-huh i can still sense that hyper <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay okay there, go play downstairs. Yeah, unless she's got a topic to bring up, she gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my daddy told me not to touch this rock. I don't know why. <laughs> why, should, why should she not touch the rock, Caleb? Because <laughs> it's my rock. <laughs> Quite simply, it's my rock, and don't touch it. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Oh my god! Yeah, so let's jump into. I can jump into my topic. Um, well, damn! Thing, I like, didn't. I didn't give you permission to jump oh, on your topic. But well, I mean, <laughs> she, even she knows she's upset with you. <laughs> <laughs> but Ian, oh, I suppose now that you have my permission, you oh can... my god, this guy! <laughs> I am the orator of the podcast. It's been unofficially mentioned before. <laughs> really? really? Oh, okay. But anyways, how many times is it recorded without me? Never. <laughs> That's how it's funny because I don't want to deal with technology. <laughs> Anyways, yes. with you. my, my you blessing. Okay. My blessing is yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, one thing that uh, like I'm actually really excited for that's coming up here relatively soon, and by soon I mean in the next couple of months in September. Besides the Hylon concert, it's actually the same like the follow that same week or the week before is. I know there's a lot of like the the pagan pride festivals and stuff that are going on and i'm excited to actually go to one of these so there's where's a it big at? one there, there well there's a whole website um let me i can find it so that way i can actually like put you can put the link out there because it is does it does go by state um the there's two for me uh, one's in the fargo moorhead area they don't have a date selected yet um but the one that i'm definitely planning on going to is in the Twin Cities, um, and that is on the 10th of September this year. Um, oh, pagan pride stuff. Yeah, like they have it. They have this stuff all over the country. Uh, let me just see here, because I know that Keenan actually posted something with the link for it in the Discord. So yeah, I think Kentucky had that. like one once, but it fizzled out. Really? Yeah. But that I didn't even know about the one we had in Knoxville. Yeah, there's that's one right, in Knoxville. Yeah, Tennessee. Tennessee. yeah mm-hmm. I didn't know about that. That's the one that Keenan goes to. He says regularly. Uh, I went to a Celtic festival uh, in Berea, Kentucky, once, and it was literally three tables and like six people, and I was like, "Woo, this is awkward." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like we have like an Irish festival in those cities as well. That's, I think, like a week before that, but. Find this damn link so I can throw it out there. Uh, I can't remember where he put where he put it at. I think that's why I'm coming through. The it's in the event thing. Oh, uh, if you go to where the committees are. Thank you. Okay, yeah. So it's literally the website is just um, www.paganpride all one word uh, dot org slash where. And when you pull it up, uh, it literally has like you can search on the site for like your city and everything like that. 
but if you just scroll down a little bit, it has it like by the states. I think it's probably international, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, there's Canada, Europe. Yeah, there's shit everywhere. So, um, but yeah, for the states, like it literally has it based off of uh, every state and multiple places in states, like major cities, so, like just out of the gate, like for those who are in Arizona, like there's one in Phoenix and Tucson. Uh, oh, interesting. Arkansas is in Conway. I've been there um and yeah so like it's it's just kind of just go through there and see what's going on basically and it has the dates and everything like that so like for minnesota uh oh shoot the pagan pride day in louisville kentucky is september 10th yeah so from what keenan was telling me is that it is pretty it is pretty standard across the board for most places um it's usually all on the same day so i believe most of them are going to be on september 10th um, but I'm, I'm excited to check it out because I've, I've heard of it. I know people who have talked about it. Uh, Diana, who we had on the podcast a long time ago, uh, she's been to it and I've talked to her about it. She's from the city's area. So I'll probably meet up with her and check it out as well. And she said it's, it's a really, really good time. Um, I'm very curious to see like the kind of turnout, like from looking at the one that's going on for the cities, like they do, they're having like a bunch of vendors uh, and like, educational discussion stuff and then there will be like rituals that are performed at particular times of the day and i mean i'm sure it's i'm not sure exactly they didn't really specify like what like pantheon or what form of paganism i would assume i mean obviously uh, yeah i mean literally their logo is like a bunch of different things over yeah. at wicca i would assume considering wicca is the most popular pagan uh thing growing it's probably predominantly wicca um, because yeah. I mean, you know, it's actually kind of odd, like Norse paganism and heathenry is actually fairly small. Um, yeah. it's a pretty small subsect of a, a pretty small pagan world, honestly. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I'm, a, I'm, I'm definitely excited to check it out and try it out. And I will be flaunting the fuck out of the fellowship and other traditions merch. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like I will be, I will be, I will be branding the name very much. Pretty much so. So that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited to see just how big it is in the area. Um, like I know the cities, at least from what I understand, like the Twin Cities area here in Minnesota is is pretty a pretty big collective group of of people that are pagan. Um, from what I understand, a lot of different groups out there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited just to try just to check this out for once and see what it's about yeah like if i'm being honest like i have a fear that i mean i'll i'll go to one but i have a fear it's going to be very cringy and i i i I frame i i stay away from that word because you know it's i feel like it's overused in pagan circles and you know it kind of adds to this toxic identity of paganism but at the same time i feel like when you try to uh, accommodate for so many different religions, it kind of becomes a little too muddled down is my fear. Uh, and maybe that's yeah. just a fear. Maybe that's just my fear. Um, and maybe I'll be proven wrong, but that is one of my, my concerns of going to these general pagan pride celebrations is it's, it's too watered down to, to be really influential in one way or another. Yeah, no, I could, I could definitely see where you're coming from with that. And I, I can, I mean, I can agree with that in some way. I mean, that's why I've definitely, I've not really participated in any of these things in the past. But, and also like, we usually where I've lived, there really hasn't been anything worth going to. Um, but considering the Twin Cities are only two and a half hours away from me, um, you know, I was like, I, I might as well go, you know, and the fact that I know somebody, you know, people that are in that area. Yeah, and I, I would say up. definitely if you go with a group, it's probably a lot better because then you have your group and then you can kind of experience everything. Because, I mean, I've done like Renaissance festivals with a pagan group before and like obviously those aren't like exclusively pagan things by any means. Yeah. But, you know, it's still a lot more fun if you have a group and you kind of scoping it around. And then I feel like you're a little bit more noticeable too. And it's like, oh, we're a group of people with this mm-hmm. fellowship of Northern Traditions. What's going on there? Dude, I tell you, there's there's like two or three mosquitoes flying around me right now, and I'm watching these son of bitches. <laughs> they want to sweet, sweet blood. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I have, uh, I have, I have my my expectations or like what I am expecting from this. Um, I'm mostly, honestly, excited for like the vendors that they're gonna have there, as far as like 
I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of like awesome handcrafted stuff and handmade like things that my yeah. wallet is gonna hate me for later down the line. But that's a feature problem. <laughs> oh, uh, that's what, definitely yeah. like going to uh, the Reba Viking Center in Denmark. Like, I know they have like a market there and you can buy like Viking stuff. And I'm just like, fuck my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, I'm, just, I'm just hoping they're not going to be. I, I didn't get to speak in on like the when you were talking about like the cringe thing. I just hope it's not like how, uh, like, you know how some of the like the rent fairs you go to are? Yeah. With the, yeah. I'm just hoping it's not like that. Like, <laughs> if like it's super, if it's not that, are you talking like super like over the top theatrical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, yeah. as long as there's not, like I have that, a, I have an image in my mind that I I have very depicted. What you say that? You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I I hundred percent know what you're talking about, and like yeah, that's 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 what I'm hoping it is not as well. Um, and like that's what I'm saying. Like if I if I get the the feeling that it's potentially like that, like I'll probably just end up going for the day and you know just talk to people yeah. you know i think it's still something healthy to go to for sure oh yeah absolutely yeah my my uh my main thing i guess is i have a very specific vision for the wisdom of odin and the content and then also how we structure our gatherings is it needs to be you know it needs to honor the traditions in an aesthetically pleasing way as well um that, you know and that goes beyond just making videos and, and photography and stuff like that it's just you know I feel like paganism, and again, maybe this is where I'm getting my idea. The, the cringy idea is it, it almost looks like it's playing, like you're playing, like you're you're literally playing in a theater or something like that. And it yeah. shouldn't it shouldn't feel like that. It shouldn't. And mm -hmm. you know, and I try really hard to make sure that it's authentic. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I feel like it would be very un unauthentic, and is my main concern. Yeah, I, I can under, I can definitely understand that. Um, hundred percent. You know, and that's that is kind of what I'm I'm concerned about, but obviously, you know, expect the worst, hope for the best kind of we'll bring the authenticism to it. Oh, damn straight. Like the know. moment I start seeing a motherfucker read like a prayer from his phone, I'm out. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's it's gonna be a very a very generic, um, all encompassing, kind of like a four elements kind of a, a thing, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Now, I'm sure if we get like really close, you know, maybe we can connect with Pagan Pride and, you know, and, and try to work with them and maybe get it to where we like have a ritual or something like that. Um, I think that would be really cool. And I think that would be really worth our time to, to get to know them um, and not take over the event, but participate in the event. And, you know, okay, we want it to be more aesthetically pleasing. Let's work with them and let's help them get, you know, raise the aesthetic bar up. Um, and especially in a smaller place like Louisville, Louisville in particular, I think Minneapolis, you'll be fine. Uh, you know, yeah. I heard Cleveland's is decent, but Louisville is a fairly small city and I don't think there's a lot of Kentucky's, uh, you know, there, there's a decent amount in Kentucky, but I don't know if there's enough to make it a big event. I'm worried it's going to be like five booths and that's it, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. The one for the city is like the location is in like one of the bigger like event parks, so to speak, or like spots. So it, I, I, from what I have heard from people who have gone, um, and just based off of the the area that it's at, I feel like it's gonna be pretty. I feel like it's gonna be pretty legit. Well, you'll need to take pictures for the first time in your life. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, there's one in that on that website for Lexington. Uh, it's discontinued. That's the one I was kind of thinking of. Um, if you click on the uh, links, uh, the website's gone and the Facebook group gone. Um, like, I think they tried it for two years and it just like, yeah, like no turnout because Lexington's a small city. Lexington's only 300,000 people. So, you know, just 300,000. <laughs> but for a city to have like a festival, like, you know, a pagan festival, you know, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's a lot. Your, your audience is a lot more. Uh... And you know, Louisville is like a million, but at the same time, again, it's, it's Louisville. Louisville's weird. I just don't like Louisville. So you know, I got this this already inherent fear and idea of what it's going to be like, and then it's in Louisville, and I'm just like, ah, like I really don't like going to Louisville unless I have to like, you know, have like really no reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is funny, like having driven through Louisville to get to Lexington, depending on which way I, I was coming from. Yeah, the difference between the two is very obvious. Lexington is the cultural hub of Kentucky. Like if you want culture, if you want Kentucky culture, you go to Lexington. If you want gun violence and AIDS, you go to Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like passing through Louisville, it was like it just it felt like just a completely different vibe. Like it just seemed dingy. 
Yeah, like Louisville has like legit gang problems. Like, you know, like Lexington, like there's like a murder a year. Uh, Louisville, (laughs) they're like is legitimate gangs and they legitimately operate and they legitimately run drugs out of there and stuff like that. And it's like you can tell there's very, very several areas of the city that like if you're in, you are in danger, like 100 (laughs) percent. My whole experience with Louisville has been like driving back from gatherings up north. And it's always in like the middle of the night, and I just come through that confusing fucking mess of uh, interstate exits and merge. Oh yeah, that place and... is a logistical nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what spot you're talking about. But yeah, yeah that's, that's guess... my entire experience with Louisville. Yeah, there's like four or five <laughs> levels of interchanges, and you're like, uh, yeah. what? what? <laughs> yeah, do I go up, down, or sideways? Oh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I guess I'm going upside down. All right. <laughs> Didn't know um, they had those Futurama roads here. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, I definitely think going with a group, though, would be a lot, a lot more enjoyable. So if anybody is in the Twin Cities area ish, like hit me up on Instagram or something like that, and maybe we can get. Well, you know, what I'm thinking is even, you know, if it gets closer to the date, I might put something up on the Fellowship of the Northern Tradition site, you know, for like Kentucky, like, hey, let's all meet together uh, somewhere, yeah. and then we all go together or something like that, and then like, and then you can get an idea. We can just put an email there and get an idea how many people would want to do it because it would be a free thing to do, you know. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, shoot, if you wanted to do that with Minneapolis as well, like, fuck, we'll throw it up on the website, and then if you get any emails, you can see. You know, it yeah. doesn't have to cost anything. Like, hey, we'll meet at this coffee shop and then we'll all go together. Yeah, that's actually a really good idea. So, yeah, we'll work on that once a little bit closer to the time. Yeah, yep. it's and then if it's time. not cool, you go to the park next door and you give it, you know, you do your own ritual. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Stop around thing. All right. Well, Ian, do you mind if I take this uh, this time for my, my topic? Um, is no, I was hoping for the orator today. More time. Well, my topic today, so uh, like a little explanation behind this topic. So, well, the first time I came to Europe last year, I had this like I was very stressed out about what I needed with me because this was, a, you know, like leaving my home for three months. I was like, what kind of spiritual objects do I need? And so I, I tried to bring as much as I could you know, I had my own portable altar box, you know, and stuff like this. And I had a plan to give a ritual, like have like little meditations and stuff like that. I had so many different books. I had my runes, uh, you know, I had a little Odin statue. But this time I have brought nearly nothing, like almost none of my spiritual objects. I brought a singular Odin statue and that is it. Um, so my question to you two today um, is what do you need to be a Norse pagan? Like what what is so essential to you that you would have to have it? Like if you were traveling abroad, like I am, and you can only bring like one bag. And so you obviously need your clothes and your electronics and your chargers and all that stuff. But like, you can only bring a few things. Like, what do you bring with you? Hmm. For me, it's actually pretty, it's, that's actually pretty easy to come up with or to think of because I, I maintain the same thing. Like with gatherings, I always bring, um, my hell statue i've been looking to get another one that is slightly smaller just for the convenience sakes but that is something that i always do when i travel is i always make sure that i bring that with me mainly for like you know gathering wise and stuff like that or like long like long travels and stuff like that um you know like i i bring basically what i would have uh or what i would need to essentially give her an offering if anybody won um, so that would involve uh, her statue, and then I have like a copper offering bowl, basically that I've used for her stuff for years now at this point. Um, and I mean, for the most part, that would really be it. Spiritual stuff. I mean, obviously, like my oath ring and my mjolnir. That's really it. As long as I have like those four things, I'm good. Yeah, I guess for me, it would just be I, like I've got. I've got this one leather bag that we all that we got from shit. What's his name? The cop. I'm bad with names. Yeah, cow. Cow. <laughs> cow. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I can't think of. I can't think of. I can't say the name Kyle without automatically thinking South Park. Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah <laughs> I usually like whenever I go to the gatherings. Aside from if I'm bringing like you know ritual garb 
like usually I just put everything in that bag and it's usually just like my like my amulets and things like that because like I started out like I remember when I gave my first uh like I remember specifically when I gave my first offering to Odin I didn't have anything for Odin other than my Mjolnir that had an Anzu rune on it and so I remember like because that was early on when I thought I had to have idols some something to like connect with the god and so like I used the the Anzus that was on the Mjolnir <laughs> for connecting to Odin um but i don't know I, I would just think that because a lot of times whenever i wear them and a lot of them anymore like i don't wear unless i'm trying to connect to a certain deity that that would that would be enough for me yeah i, I feel like really just don't i, I feel like once you kind of get more experienced i feel like you don't necessarily require that much stuff like next to nothing basically like for me like the the hell statue um it's it's one of those things where i i don't know like it, it's something that i have to have with me you know as part of me working with her for so long and being like you know the primary deity that i work with and it's almost in a way like a a good luck charm in some regards, you know, to kind of like keep me safe and stuff like that. So for me, it's it's definitely it's definitely more of like a thing that I definitely cannot go without if I'm doing any sort of long traveling or did uh, did of... you deploy when you were actively practicing as a Norse pagan? Uh, I I did when I was really starting to get into it. Um, at that point, I was mainly doing a that was when I was doing a lot of the heavy research aspect of it. Um, so I had, I had had some books, um, and, uh, you know, I, I hadn't really done, I didn't really do anything while I was on that deployment. So it was actually about like the last one. And then at, basically after that is when I really got into a lot of like the, the offerings and started, you know, finally like getting into that. So like during that deployment, I was, I was into it, but I was, but not to like, the point you needed like things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was that was a very weird, uh, you know, like, it wasn't necessarily weird. It was a good point because that way I was doing a lot more of the research and I was doing a lot more of the, the readings and stuff like that um, to get an idea of what is going on. I think the only thing that I had purchased as far as like, because I, I had ordered stuff that had come there because no matter where you're at, Amazon will get there. Uh, <laughs> I'm I just did. picturing uh, Matthew McConaughey in Tropic Thunder when he delivers his TiVo to Ben Stiller at the very end. He's like, I yeah. got your TiVo. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I did order I did order a, a Raven Skull pendant. Like I've seen it on a bunch of different things. Like it wasn't anything like super fancy or handmade, but you know, some of that more mass produced. Uh, crap but i mean i still have that necklace um i had that and i would wear that like under my under my uniform and everything like that and i did have a uh a smaller like leather bracelet that did have um geek to sell on it as well so i like i had i had at least two things that i just kind of started i was like this is you know kind of my thing but for the most part yeah i didn't i didn't have anything you know and i feel like a lot you know most people start with nothing um you know, and so I feel like it's, I think it's that natural, like, uh, evolution in your the maturity. practice. Yeah, there we go. The maturity in your practice of, like, going from, obviously, you start with nothing, and you get, you feel this need to get a bunch of shit, and that you need a bunch of shit to do your stuff, but then you hit a certain point, and you're just like, wait, I only need this, or I only need, and now I only need this, like, further down the lines. Like, now, like, my bare minimum things, like, for, like I said, for me, I have four things two of them are usually on my body at all times anyways right. so it's it's yeah it's a simple maybe some incense but like sometimes yeah like you kind of you got both kind of hit the nail on the head the reason i wanted to bring this up is because a lot of people when they get into the faith for the first time have this buying spree they're like i need a mjolnir i need an oath ring I need a set of runes. I need three sets of runes. I need all these books. I need a, a, a big altar space. I need a statue to every single deity. Uh, I need a walking staff. I need an axe. I need a shield. And like they just keep piling and piling stuff mm -hmm. up. 
And so the reason I really wanted to have this conversation is, you know, what what do you need? What are the what do you need to be a Norse pagan? Uh, you know, a Christian has a cross and a Bible. What's what's our equivalent? And you know, technically, I you know, I think it's smart to have a poetic edda, but technically, you don't need one. Mm -mm. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I for a lot of the readings and stuff, um, you know, this is where like I, I've I've talked to a couple people about it. You know, and I think I've, I may have mentioned it to you uh, before, Jacob, like I like for me, I've always kind of felt slightly behind the curve for the curve, not the curve, slightly behind the curve as far as knowledge wise in some regards, because when I was really starting to dive into this stuff, there wasn't really anything like you weren't around yet. Like you had I had been at least a year a year and a half maybe two years into actually like being full on like Norse pagan or considering myself Norse pagan before like your channel was really up and going and so like a lot of people that are coming into it now or like you know that are newer to it they have definitely have an advantage of like hey go read this because this is you know like this is good shit or like this has a lot of like starter knowledge like I didn't really have anything like that so a lot of it was fumbling about trying to figure stuff out through what sources or communities were around at the time. And even then, like, it was difficult. So like, I, like, for me, there was always that bit where I was like, I felt so behind in, in kind of like the Norris practice aspect of it because I had tried so hard to try to figure shit out by myself without any sort of guidance on knowledge wise. So there's yeah. definitely like people that I know that have practiced it a lot less, but they're like a lot more knowledgeable historically regarding stuff or within the books and stuff like that. Or like, like there's people that could probably recite half of the poetic edda or half of the Havamal to me by memory. And I'm like, I can't do what that. Fucking, well, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. sure not every, yeah, like not everybody can, but I guarantee you there's at least a handful of people in the Discord that I could probably be like, hey, what's stanza 11 in the hob mall right now and i bet you somebody would be like oh blah, blah, blah. i'm like uh -huh. fucking cool. <laughs> like you know well I mean? you know and i think it's cool to know those things but it's also like i know there's also people out there not necessarily in our discord there's people out there that think that you can't be a norse pagan unless you memorize and you can know what stanza uh -huh. 11 is in the have them all yeah. uh and that's oh, yeah. the other kind of thing i'm poking at here with the subject is you know there's a lot of people who think there should be pre-requirements to becoming a heathen or becoming a norse pagan uh, you know, some more serious than others. I mean, obviously, there's people who think that you have to be, you know, 100% of European descendants and stuff like that. Um, or you have to have, you know, purely white skin in order to become a Norse pagan. And, you know, and there's other stupid shit like have them all, you know, you know, yeah. you have to know the that entire is, have them all to be a Norse pagan. That is a that is a good, like good. Like I literally just had that situation happen. Um, I had a individual message me on Instagram two days ago. And they asked me, uh, in a nutshell, they were like, hey, uh, uh, basically they were like asking if it was okay to be a Norse pagan um, coming from Iranian descent. I was like, yeah. Like my, my answer was, if the gods call, for, call to you, then that's all that matters. It doesn't matter where you come from or right. you know, skin color, all that shit. That literally doesn't matter. And it's, yeah, obviously there are groups that think otherwise, and they're assholes. So yeah, it, that is a good example, like of the, you know, the just shit that is regular. Yeah, I mean, I think you know the the term for it would be gatekeeping. There's a lot of gatekeeping yeah. things, and you know, to me, the barrier to entry to be a Norse pagan is is fairly small because you know, according to the Gragas laws and medieval Icelandic laws, um, in order to be a heathen is to practice heathenry. So really, all you need to do to become a heathen is to worship the heathen gods, and yeah. you know, and that's it. That's the, you don't need a Mjolnir for that. You don't even need an oath ring for that. You don't need you don't need a poetic edda. Just worship the heathen gods. Done. Simple. Yeah. It's it's oh my god. Yeah, dude. It it's but, so fresh. But this is the thing that's the curveball, and this is why you know I I would say I probably have an unpop unpopular opinions out there. Is like there's also no requirement to be a good person. Is the thing is like <laughs> since there is no barrier to entry, like. A fucking asshole could be a heathen, and like technically, there's nothing saying that they can't be a heathen. Yeah, and that's no, the, you know, yeah. and there's no concept of sin. Like as long as you know, really, the only thing you could say is if you're an oath breaker. Like if you're an oath breaker, yeah. then you, you can't be a heathen. But yeah, 
Yeah, and I've, I've had Christians try to argue me with that, the fact that it's like, well, you don't have sins, so you don't have anything that's wrong, so it's perfectly fine to go out and murder or rape or whatever. It's like, no, it's the whole point. I feel like the whole point of everything is to be an honorable person. And you right. have to ask yourself, what would an honorable person do? Yeah. And it's obviously not be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. Basically be a good life. fucking person. Yeah, don't be an <laughs> asshole. Oh, man. Well, yeah, it's like it, the, uh, the idea of like freedom of speech. Like, yeah, you can say whatever you want, but that doesn't stop someone from calling you an asshole about it. Like, <laughs> Right, exactly. It's, yeah. it's every action has a reaction. It doesn't matter. Every single thing that you do will have a consequence, whether that consequence is good or bad. So, you know, it's uh, the person that always says that if you're listening to this, you're welcome. This is all about paprika. You guys are on my side, right? Push. Like, you know, <laughs> I like that. I literally I like use paprika, paprika daily. I literally it's flavorless. So much no, I think it's nice. Even, I think it's nice and smoky when you add it to things. Yeah, right. that's smoked get, paprika. This, that shit's fire. Oh, I'm just saying that's the kind. That's the kind that I've eaten for a long time. But do you want like paprika chips? Do you want paprika on your? I would chips? try it. Listen, okay, I'm a complete sidetrack because you got us on the side. One of my favorite chips. I was looked at as a fucking psycho for enjoying these. I've only been able to see them on deployments in Afghanistan. It was they were Heinz ketchup chips. That I think I've actually seen those before. Holy I think it's a British thing. Holy shit, they are so good. And I was one of the only motherfuckers that ate those things. And which was fine because that meant I had more if I really wanted them. Like they were so good. It was such a weird freak flavor. And I was like, huh, I'm gonna try this. Probably gonna taste like garbage. And I ate it. I was like, oh no, this this is some good stuff. Like, get out of here with your basic like Doritos and shit like that. Like, I don't want all that garbage. Like, I don't really eat chips that often what i did i would go for them ketchup chips man let me tell you i don't know if i've talked about on the podcast yet but the netherlands people the dutch people have this amazing sauce called yuppie sauce have i talked about yuppie sauce no i I love yuppie sauce so i was introduced (laughs) to it and uh like basically fries are a big thing in the netherlands like you know it's a big you know after drinking treat is you go have a beer you go to a little stand there's little stands literally everywhere and like one of the main things they sell is just baskets of fries and then they just cover it in whatever sauce you want and then they have these one sauce it looks like it comes out of like a uranium container and it's called yuppie sauce and it's a like curry creamy mayonnaise and okay. um, and then you put it on your fries. And then the thing I absolutely love is um, they have yuppie sauce flavored chips in the Netherlands as well. And since it's a almost purely a Netherlands thing, like you can't get these things anywhere else. And so like I was just slamming yuppie sauce and yuppie flavored chips the entire time I was there. I love how you every time you say yuppie <laughs> sauce, you you throw an accent on it, almost like you're throwing like a sound bit and like the replacement. I'm just pronouncing it correctly. Yuppie sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I remember being like it's kind of funny. So you're talking about curry, he's talking about ketchup. So I remember yuppie. back in middle school, we had we had a, a our I want to say it was geography. I think it was geography for seventh grade. Yeah, that sounds right. That it was that it was world history. I don't remember, um, but this dude he grew up in Germany. I think his dad was I think his dad was in the mil- in the uh, U.S. Army and then decided to stay over there, like when he got out or something. Um, but he came over here as like a young dude, and then like one thing he would do for his classes every year, he would make curry first. You know, it's the you 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 know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and I love that shit. Yeah, loved it. And like I don't yeah, know, I still have so this cute. like I still have this like fucking craving for it every now and then. Like I have to have a fucking curry burst. And I don't know why. Just <laughs> yeah. this curry powder on ketchup. That's all. Yeah. Not a fucking bratwurst, but it's so good. <laughs> it's obscene what they charge for certain things here because like I love honestly I love a good schnitzel. Um, and like most places here yeah, charge yeah. like 
20 shut up Ian um, <laughs> most places here charge like 20 euros for like a schnitzel and it's like a fucking padded out pork patty with like it's been fried with a lemon on top and it's like you're charging me 20 euros for this thing that costs like two euros to make this is obscene but currywurst is actually tourists. yeah currywurst is actually something that um, it's only like 7 euros and you usually get like a potato side with it as well didn't they have a currywurst at it's literally what I ordered. Yeah, I was like, it's not what you ordered yeah, that when we went to Worth Beer Hall. Honestly, yeah. Worth Beer Hall, Worth Beer Hall was actually pretty good. I liked yeah. it. There's two of them. The one that we went to definitely the better spot though, for other reasons than <laughs> other reasons. The hot waitress <laughs> that you <Ian> met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you seen my rock hard abs as I've been working out like and Alexander Skarsgård? <laughs> 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 Uh, so you are Skarsgård. <laughs> <laughs> Skarsgård sounds like fucking Pokemon. Like Skarsgård, go! It's the final evolution of Charizard. Oh goodness! Well, anyways, to wrap this up, um, is there any other things that you you know for people coming into the faith for the first time, um, and they're like, "I need a Mjolnir. I need an Oath Ring." Like. We have any last minute advice for these people coming in for the first time? Don't smoke get... paprika. <laughs> <laughs> get some yoppy sauce. When it comes to when it, when it comes to stuff, I mean, you've talked about it, I think, before on on your videos, I believe, or maybe it's an Instagram thing. Maybe we brought it up on this podcast. We've been around for a while now. I don't remember. Uh, but if you get stuff that is handcrafted whether it's within the community or actually like handcrafted through etsy or something like that because one i feel like it's just going to mean that much more to you uh compared to if you just go on some of the very generic viking jewelry websites and get shit that probably like six other dudes or six other people have and then you're all like, gonna be more like fucking 600 dude yeah like, exactly. you get a Mjolnir from Grimfrost <laughs> homie you got like the same Mjolnir as like 6,000 sweaty homies yeah it's like yeah like I like prime example of that like I went to one of the local brewer, uh, microbreweries here in well in Fargo uh, Drecker is the company good shit by the way um, and there was a guy that walked in with uh very typical like but he had the brosaji vibe down like walked like he was built like a fucking tank uh hair hair long and braided which is fine like that's whatever i was planning on doing that anyways at one point then i realized that summers are hot um but he had like the most thick ass chain that like connected to like his big ass mule near like i get you're a big dude but like you're looking like flavor play with a clock on your fucking chest right now homie like that's a bit excessive and like there was a part of me that wanted to be like oh hey man like how into it are you but then i kind of like looked at i was like then you looked at that mjolnir and like dude he's into it <laughs> yeah he's he's into the aesthetic that's for damn sure but i was like oh, no, man. i mean fuck i've had yeah. my mjolnir you know i got it from that the the weird core guy i've had this thing for three years now like, yeah, like my my yeah. most current meal there that like my new one that I, I just recently got not that long ago is made was forged by Jeff in the community. He had forged oh, really? it and yeah, he had forged it and he didn't know it wasn't it was one of those things like he made it. He's like, I don't know who this needs to go to. And somebody got it. Let there, me see that shit. Yeah, let me grab it real quick. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's hand hand forged by good old Jeff. Jeff of yeah so you know like i'm i love yeah i still have a like he forged that one he always forges things and he's like i don't know where it belongs and you're like well i guess i'll take it then like (laughs) yeah he forged me that uh at the first kentucky yule gathering he forged that railroad spike into a knife and he's like i just know it's a knife not designed to cut and then he gave it to me and it wasn't until like a year later that I realized I needed some form of weapon for when I do my realm travel that can't harm anything in the real world, but can harm something in the spirit world. And I was like, oh, well, perfect. Yeah, exactly. So and it was it was funny too, like kind of how this got to me because I was looking at replacing my old Mjolnir um, and I was looking at getting something that was 
hand forged and like this kind of like hammered steel style anyways and yeah somebody just happened to know, like know that i needed one and they happened to be around jeff like shortly after he had made that and he's like i don't know who this needs to go to and they were like i know who it needs to go to and then eric <laughs> it, it passed through multiple people it went from jeff to the person that, that talked to him about it and then it got to eric and then eric finally gave it to me oh yeah yeah at, I that. yeah at ohio so it's been around because you really just had its own like adventure, and like that means so much more to me. Or, like, or like... you could buy from the VKNG company in like whatever place South America, and that uses slave labor to produce their mignoners, and you could have that instead. Wouldn't that sound but... so much better? No. Right <laughs> Literally, okay. like they asked me to be a sponsor once, and uh, I was like. You know, hey, you know, I think that's really nice, but at the same time, like, I really want to sponsor people who are into the faith, or at least really into like Viking, yeah, you know, Viking Age stuff. Uh, and they were like, "Oh, well, we're not, but we use we outsource our labor to like this some random place in like a Slovakian country." And I'm like, "So basically, you use like slave labor to like produce these meoners that you want to just sell to me." And you want me to like sell to my viewers <laughs> that, and you do not care about this faith at all. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to, yeah, if you're going to get something like that, get it off Etsy or from the community, make sure it's handmade. Yeah. Sometimes it might cost you a little bit more, but it's also going to last longer too. Fuck yeah. yeah. This thing is, this thing is solid. Dude, yeah. Like, dude, literally like this is fucking just a hunk of iron. It's fun going through TSA if I forget to take this off. Cause it's just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. Caleb, any last minute advice for the young heathens out there before we close it out? Yeah, um, I just want to say I, I completely agree with everything Ian said. You know, I'm all for getting either getting something from somebody that makes it by hand and is actually a pagan, or you know, make it yourself. But my advice is just don't be afraid to mess up because I know that maybe it's just part of people coming from like a Christian background. You're always afraid of sinning or fucking up or whatever, but don't be in my experience of starting out, like, you know, the gods were very forgiving and I never felt like, like I never felt like they held anything against me, especially not Odin. Cause I remember being so fucking timid and like scared to give my first offering to Odin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like no shit. I was just like, well, it's Yule and it's Odin's night, so I, I guess I need to give an offering to Odin. <laughs> um, hello, Mr. Odin, sir. Um, I, have a, I have some mead. Um. <laughs> First yeah, offerings looking back at it were cringy. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> that reminds me of my first one I gave to Thor. It's like, hey, Thor. Here's these three pounds of pork chops. Don't fucking kill me. <laughs> Dude, I bet he loved them pork chops. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. But yeah, just don't don't be afraid to mess up. You know, everybody's starting out new. You're going to mess up. But, you know, it's all a part of the learning process. You're going to fuck up. You're going to learn. And, and if you do better. fuck up, give three pounds of pork chops and you'll be all right. Yeah, so I didn't even fuck up. It's just like I just told him, "Prove me you're real." Boom. Okay. Well, I'm I know go get some pork chops. <laughs> as long as you're not like the dude that promised he would never have sex. I was thinking like, about him. this room thing. Oh, Paul yeah. and the river. I remember so like don't do that. what gathering it was under I think it was at the Ohio gathering like I forget who it was but I was telling that story again and they like because they've heard it on the podcast obviously and they leaned up and they wait wait that story is actually real I'm like no that is actually a real story like a real dude like a real teenager was like I ain't gonna have sex Odin until I change the world here's my blood on some runes and I threw it into the ocean or some shit <laughs> <laughs> fool Right. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna need a lot more than three pounds of pork chops to make up for that one, homie. If you if you want to have your pork chop played with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel okay God. saying that because he's probably 18 now, still trying to figure out how to make a difference in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, 
I think it's time we end this episode. So thank you all. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for this episode. Again, I hope you're enjoying this three-episode format or this three-topic format. Um, So let us know. Uh, Send us an email at thefolkpodcast at gmail.com or shoot us a message on Discord if you're there and let us know if you're enjoying the uh, the format now. Um, But also, if you would be so kind, there is a way to review the show, and it does help us out a lot. So um, on iTunes, uh, Apple Podcast, uh, and then Spotify, you can review the show. So if you want to give us a review, that would mean a lot as well. Other than that, we just really appreciate you listening to us ramble on about paganism and other subjects, um, about uh, Kayla's pork chops, about Ian's obsession with his body, and about my love for Iombisos. With that, thank you all so very much, and until the hall. Let's go. Oh.